All right, guys, we are here. I'm your boy, Mr. Adar, and I'm with... Sammy Suplex. What's up? Not Sammy, bitch. And this is the Lucha <laughs> Outsider Show. Um, we're doing things a little bit differently uh, today. So first off, let's apologize for being absent for the last, I guess, two weeks since Double or Nothing. Um, and if you're listening to this, hopefully you guys will, right? Um, the last episode we did was for Double or Nothing, and we actually did in the studio. Right now... Mr. Suplex and I are actually at the ECW Arena. Absolutely. We're sitting here, and they are actually setting up the ring over there in the arena area, and we are in the lobby area, just adjacent to the bar. Yeah. And uh, we're just hanging out, hanging out with some of the talent, and, uh, you know. Shout-outs to our boy Joe, J.B. Miller, the artist. Um he kind of just hooked us up and he was like, hey, just hang out with, with me, yes. you know, whatever. And, you know, you just helped me sell art. And then we're like, yeah, sure, no problem. But we'll be, we will be doing some um, business with him in the near future. So stay tuned to that. But um, we kind of wanted to record something. Hopefully you guys will be able to listen to this episode on a podcast feed, not on Facebook Live. You guys will be uh, listening to this episode. Uh, hopefully Leo will work his magic, probably add the intro song yeah. to it at least. And then you'll hear... My beautiful voice and Sam's beautiful voice. And the good thing is that you won't hear Leo's voice. And he won't be interrupting people. And he also won't be um, saying some obnoxious, oh. not uh, making any sense with his takes, if be you nice, will. Be nice. I'm we not going to be. Leo. I love Leo, but I'm going to be truthful. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit because that's what I do on the show. And just because we're not on Facebook Live doesn't mean I'm going to change my gimmick. All right. Hey, how's, hey, how's it going? How's it going? Awesome, chat. Oh, no doubt, man. All right. That um, was uh, Randy, uh, referee for House of Hardcore. Yeah, we um, he was checking out uh, Joe, uh, Joe's work, which is amazing work. Make sure you follow him on Instagram at uh, JB Miller. Uh, his work is amazing. Um, definitely worth buying. But Sam, let's talk some wrestling. Let's let's That's focus what we're on here to do. let's focus on the House of Horrorcore stuff and some of the stuff that that's transpired today with us in, at the arena a little bit later. But um, some things have been going down for the last uh, couple of weeks, huh? Yeah, absolutely. The wrestling world uh, has been um, really, really interesting lately, especially with Double or Nothing and uh, Takeover, Takeover, and, and then uh, uh, Firefly new, Funhouse, New Japan. New Japan, we got the uh, Okada Jericho match tonight. Uh-huh. We had the best of the Super Juniors final that happened uh, a couple of nights ago, which was well morning for us because it's where we live in the U.S. But in Japan, um, it happened at night, obviously. But man, uh, there's a lot of good wrestling that's been going on, and then there's been a lot of bad wrestling. So let's start with the bad. Can we talk about Super Showdown, Goldberg, and oh, Undertaker? Wow. Oh my God, I feel so bad for the both of them. Why? Why is Taker and Goldberg still wrestling? Can can we answer that? What is what does WWE think? I understand the Saudi prince wants to see you know the, the best of the nineties, but these guys could get seriously injured out there. They look terrible. Well, that's what I was telling you actually earlier, um, Sam. How I think we really WWE really needs to stop making these. These veterans, these old dudes that are in no condition to wrestle, to wrestle. Because, like, why are you guys wrestling? Like, stop paying these talents the amount of money, bags of money, where they can't say no, where they're wrestling. Undertaker and Goldberg should not have been wrestling. And, you know, I know Goldberg's getting a lot of heat. But, like, 
Undertaker didn't make anything better. No, like, he spiked him with a, with a tombstone. He could have broke his neck. And that was before, right? That was before Goldberg spiked him right. with, the, with, the, with the boss jackhammer. It was just an atrocious match. Um, that was a legit brain buster. It, it was a brain buster. <laughs> he, he finally landed a brain buster in his first time in his career. Right. And I know Goldberg gets a lot of flack, but he was never a mat technician. He was never the guy. He was never the guy that would do his in-ring work like like a Chris Benoit, like a Chris Jericho, like a Dean Malenko. He's never a, that guy. He was a spectacle. That's what he was. Yeah, absolutely. He was uh, 10 seconds, you know, close to a minute at best. We, I think I always uh, go back to that William Regal match uh, that he had when Regal tried to uh, sandbag him and got a little bit more out of him. Regal, what Regal did in that episode of Nitro, he exposed Goldberg. <laughs> that's, yeah. what he, that's what he really did. But, I mean, I guess the kid in me feels bad for both of them because they're both legends in their own right. And um, I feel bad for Goldberg because he's getting a lot of heat, you know, because he concuss, he kind of concussed himself, he busted himself open. But you know, people tend tend to forget that Taker did something similar with the Lesnar match back in back in WrestleMania 30 when yeah. Lesnar had to carry that match. And, and as much as Lesnar gets a lot of flack and he gets a lot of you know shit because he's not always around and stuff like Lesnar made Goldberg and Undertaker look like a million bucks in their feuds. He's highly underrated. He's a highly underrated talent. Uh, he gets a lot of shit because he barely shows up. And uh, But the thing about Lesnar is this guy, he makes people look great. He does not, not, he does not need um, to sell for little guys, but he does. He's selling for Daniel Bryan. He's selling for uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, he's selling for AJ Styles. And on top of it, on top of it, he's making these legends look great. When, you know, he doesn't need to be doing this. He doesn't. Not only that, but let's, let's be honest here. A lot of these legends and a lot of these uh, these Hall of Famers that are getting this this bag of money to do this, if you want, so-called in-ring work, right? They shouldn't be in the ring regardless. Like, listen, I love Undertaker to death. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. All time. But he's in no condition to be wrestling at all. And last night was proof that he needs to call it quits. He should have retired a long time ago. He shouldn't be in the ring. And, you know, I know people say, well, Goldberg shouldn't be in the ring either. But you know what? Goldberg did his thing with his Lesnar feud, and he left. He, he wasn't consistently still coming to do these matches and stuff. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I'll say is I would like to see Undertaker have a send-off match. But with a not, younger talent. Yeah, not with anybody uh, older. I would like to see him wrestle an AJ Styles or a Daniel Bryan in the last match because I feel like they could get a good 10 to 15 minutes out of him and then let's call it, call it a day. Uh, I think The Undertaker deserves a send-off, um, but, man, he really shouldn't be wrestling anybody that's got ring rust because, let's be honest, he doesn't wrestle very often either, and he's one of the greatest of all time, but the ring rust... It was definitely uh, apparent uh, at the showdown. So, um, anything else you want to talk about about the showdown? Do you want to talk about the NXT talent that won uh, the 50 man? I mean, that that was kind of a, give, a given. I, I don't want to say his name because I feel like I'm going to bu- butcher it. I think it's Masara, Masara, Masara. I can't think of the dude's name. Um, I know that the shout out to the heel marks, they actually. Uh, 
interview the guy, I want to say like around this time last year after the Greatest Royal Rumble. So if you want to check out his interview and find out a little bit more about him, I recommend you guys check out the Heel Marks podcast, you know, friends of the show. Um, they have an interview with um, that talent. I can't think of the dude's name. I can't, I don't, I don't even know if I'm saying the dude's name right. Uh, I think my only issue with that is if, if he was going to win this uh, battle royal, right? I think they should have done like some, uh, they should have like talent that was going to be in the battle royal do kind of like promo saying like, oh, I'm going to win the battle royal. So you can introduce the, the, the audience, the TV audience. Because obviously in Saudi Arabia, they know who the dude is. Right. But the TV audience out here, unless you're like, in the know like you know like you watch every show you watch NXT and all that good stuff you know who he is but if you don't watch all that stuff you have no idea who won right right so I feel um, like if they would have done some promo packages not only for him but some of the people that were going to be in the battle royal it kind of would have meant a little bit more but I, I don't see no problem with him winning the battle royal I think the only other the only two other nuggets I could say from the from the Saudi Arabia show last uh, last night from Money in the Sand 3 um, Randy Orton and Triple H, they had the longest match. Not surprising because Triple H is in the match, but I think that was the match of the night. I think uh, Triple H and Randy Orton did their thing. Uh, Randy Orton, like a million bucks, and Brock Lesnar kind of had of a. Uh, he wanted to attempt the cash in, yeah, and it no kind of. No cash in, so who knows what is going to happen uh, next for Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. I feel like the cash in will still happen on a Friday, but it will be. On SmackDown, when Fox. SmackDown moves to Fox on Friday, so he was not wrong by saying Friday. We're gonna probably see that cash in on the debut of SmackDown on Fox. That's my prediction for the week. I like that idea. So, will Kofi still be um champ? Will he still be the champ at that time? Hopefully, I have loved Kofi Kingston's um, reign. He has had some great matches on Raw. Um, great matches on SmackDown. Uh, I am enjoying his reign as a WWE champion. Now, I feel like a lot of the times that when we finally see a babyface win the championship, sometimes the chase is so um, overwhelmingly exciting that the reign becomes underwhelming or disappointing um, you could go back to Daniel Bryan and then he gets injured or um, even I feel like this Seth Rollins reign at the Universal Champion uh, with the Universal Championship hasn't been very great but this Kofi Kingston reign has been great he's been putting out great matches consistently defending his title um, I do apologize for the background noise. They are setting up the ring and uh, moving some things around. But, um, man, I really am enjoying this Kofi Kingston WWE reign. So hopefully he will still be champion in October. I think it also goes to the point where you have um, SmackDown Raw. Raw, it feels like a burden to watch. While SmackDown, even with the product being so stale and, like, not exciting, SmackDown is an easier watch. And even if they're... They're they're making a like chicken salad out of chicken shit. It's still enjoyable to watch. It's still enjoyable two hours to watch, and I still feel like uh, it was a right move to make Kofi champion. I'm still riding this Kofi mania wave. Um, he he's been a great champ so far, and 
hey, his match with Ziggler wasn't bad either. I mean, they have great chemistry. They have a long history together, you know, with the United States Championship, the Intercontinental Championship in the past. Um, I don't want to – and, oh, one, one more thing I wanted to touch on Kofi. That Ghana vi- video package when he went back to Ghana with the it, it was, was so, so great. it was so touching like I, I'm not gonna lie to you dude and I feel and I know you will support this I kind of got a little bit choked up watching the it was video package man it was an emotional video package but very happy for Kofi like I said this title reign has been great uh, totally uh, support you know Kofi Kingston and what he's been doing on, on WWE um, and like Mario said. He's pretty much the chicken salad of the chicken shit product that <laughs> WWE's been putting out lately. Um, but I will say one good thing about WWE's product is the Firefly Funhouse has been very entertaining. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. can we talk about Huskus the Pig Boy? I mean, that was great stuff. Well, it just goes to show you that, that well, the stuff that we're getting with Bray Wyatt and the uh, Firefly Funhouse... Is, he's definitely has full creative control when it comes to the, those segments. You could definitely tell the Husky's character was a was a playback to the Husky Harris days of a uh, of Bray Wyatt when he was definitely a little bit heavier. And you know, with the with the the video package we got on Monday with with the Zubas and, and you know with the, the tank top and the, like the glowy colors and zigzags in the background, and then you had like the Devil Vince like. It felt very old school, but in a good way. I love the fact that they, Vince is now a character. The Vince puppet's a character, and he's like yeah. the devil. Yeah, I love that. It just—it's kind of like a, a wink and a nod to like the internet fan base. Um, the you, Bray Wyatt, what he's been doing for the last month and some change now, probably a little bit longer than that, with the Firefly Funhouse, it's been some of the most. Uh, cultivating things on Raw and you know he's literally been carrying Raw for like the last month and a half yeah absolutely I totally agree with that Um, I'm really excited to see where this goes um, and where he shows up will he show up on Raw will he show up on Smackdown Um, time will tell so let's continue with WWE do you have anything else to add about the super showdown in Saudi Arabia. Well, um, I have nothing. I have nothing more to say about Super Showdown, um, aka Money in the Sand three. But what I would like to talk about, can we talk about NXT Takeover twenty five, brother? Absolutely, absolutely. So this has been dubbed so far, maybe the takeover of the year so far, would you say? Better than New York? In in my opinion, it's been been better than New York, and it's definitely been better than the one in Arizona for Royal Rumble weekend, in my opinion. Okay. All right. uh, I'm going to say this. I still have not watched it yet. Oh, you know what I'm going to give you, right? A congratulations. You played yourself. (laughs) But but I still love you, Sam. All right? That was a light one. Not the ones I give Leo, because the ones I give Leo are aggressive. Right, right. I give you light ones, because you're my homie. I love you. You're Mr. Positive, and you make good points. I can't say the same thing about Leo, but we still love Leo, you know? (laughs) I I still need to see it. I've heard nothing but great things. Um, If you do follow me on Instagram, I was only wrong for one of the... uh, (laughs) Uh, one of the matches here, um, Matt Riddle. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, side note: House of Hardcore has new merch, which I'm, I'm getting a, a good look at. House of Hardcore has some new merch, so shout out to House of Hardcore. I just want to throw that in there. But 
You were talking about Matt Riddle and Roger Strong, right? Right, absolutely. Uh, I called that Matt Riddle would win, and from what I'm hearing, this has been a really great match. And I know that Adam Cole and uh, Johnny Gargano had the match of the night. But from what I'm hearing is this could have been match of the night as well. If it wasn't for Cole and Gargano too, Riddle and Strong, while they were the opener, right? Now, keep in mind, the whole card was solid. While they were the opener, if it wasn't for Cole and Gargano too, this would have been the match of the night. Right. The whole the, the whole card was just amazing. The, the the crowd was in there to have a good time. And I keep in mind you didn't have the WrestleMania element. That's why some of the crowd at points from Takeover New York were a little bit dead. From the start of the show till the end of the show, there's not one dead spot. The crowd was live. They wanted to have a good time. This was like an old school wrestling show. The wrestling fan base knew what they wanted out of the show, and they fucking got it. Um, Riddle and Strong, amazing match. They tore it up. Um, I think it was the right call to have Riddle go over. But, man, I would have loved to seen Roger Strong um, pick up the win. But at the end of the day, the fans won. Absolutely. Regardless, um, who would have won? Then you had the, the the four-way ladder match. When I tell you all eight men, well, I should say nine men because you had um, uh, Gunner. I can't think of his name from NXT, but Gunner from TNA. Now he's part of the, the Forgotten Sons, which are somewhat forgotten. Um, um, all these men that were involved in this match was so good. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, the, 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 what the What the fuck is their name? Um... Uh, Crime Time 2.0. I can't think of the street name. Profits. The Street Profits. I always call oh, them. Yeah. Cri- I always ca- I call them Crime Time. Crime oh. Time 2.0. And we apologize for the for the noise in the background. We are doing this live from the ECW Arena, baby. Yeah. But I don't know why I went radio voice, but it just seemed right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the Street Profits are not my cup of tea. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I like the Street Profits. I was wrong. This was the match that I was wrong about. I thought the Undisputed Era would win this match. Well, they should have won. goddammit. it. And no, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm very happy to see that the Street Profits have won because I like them. They got uh, natural charisma and uh, they're very athletic, and uh, I, I enjoy I enjoy their in-ring work. Um, so, I like I said, I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm very excited to to watch it. If what? Dominion wasn't tonight, that's probably something that we'd be watching after the House of Hardcore show. Well. When it comes to the Street Profits, uh, let's let's make it known and clear right now. Montez Ford is the Shawn Michaels of the team. Oh wow, that's a big statement. Uh, no, no, no. You I'm think gu- he's gonna I'm, break away. I'm guaranteeing that's what's gonna happen. Oh, he's wow. the one with the charisma, right? Um, Dawkins. Let's be honest here. He's a, he's a big guy, but he'll be nothing. Absolutely nothing if Montez Ford wasn't tagging with him. Just being honest, it might be a little harsh, and there's no it's no beef against Dawkins. I have no problem with him. We cool. I'm just calling a spade a spade. Montez Ford is the superstar in that group, and I can see him doing big things with his wife Bianca Belair when they break up the Street Profits. But congrats to them being the tag champs. You know, I think it was the right call to make, even though they're not my cup of tea. But I think it was the right call for them to pick up that win in, a, in an amazing ladder match. I hope they don't break up, man. I, I'm a fan of tag teams staying tag teams. Whatever happened to tag teams sticking together? Remember uh, Legion of Doom? Vince McMahon. Remember uh, the Godwins? <laughs> Vince McMahon. I know Midian. The Godwins were horrendous. I know Midian broke away, right? 
Uh, let me let me think of something else. Um, who was a tag team that that never broke up? Well, look at the Young Bucks. They never went to WWE. I know, but still, what they everywhere they went, they We're stayed together. We're talking about WWE right now. You can't say a, na- a tag team name like the Bucks, right? right? How about the Dudley Boys? They had a small breakup. They, they, they split them up. Okay. Yeah, but. They're still they got together. Back together. They got back together. You know why? Because Vince looked himself that's... in the mirror and gave himself a congratulations. Yeah. He played himself. Yeah. All right, let's be honest here. Yes, yeah, that's very true. But I'll hey, Blue you. Meanie. Go get some food. All right. I'll be the food meanie. <laughs> so, uh, Meanie's getting some food. Um, we are live at the ECW arena. Uh-huh. Um, man, I, I just hope that they don't break up the Street Profits, but... Uh, let's continue down the card here. Uh, for the North American Championship, we had uh, Tyler Breeze versus the Velveteen Dream. Mario, you saw it. What do you think? And, and I mean this with no disrespect whatsoever. This was the weakest match on the show. Wow. But but check this out. I mean weakest because all the matches were good. You know, what I'm, you get what I'm trying to say? Right. The match was good. It was great. But it like, it would have been a match of the night anywhere it, else. Right? Exactly. But okay. if it would have been the match of the night on Raw, but <laughs> let's put it this way: it was like if I had to rank because there was five matches on the card. But if I had to rank, this has to be in fifth place. Okay. The match was good, but it was the weakest out of the five. But it was still a great match. Tyler Breeze and uh, Velveteen Dream tore it up. They made the right call with Dream going over. What I would like to see between um, Dream and Breeze, because now there's like there's respect. There's respect between both of them after the match because they ended up taking a selfie together, right? Right. What I would like to see is maybe they do a couple tag matches together. What do you think about that? That would be cool. I did see... A tweet. I don't remember who tweeted it, but they said that Tyler uh, Tyler Breeze was Tyler Breeze, while Velveteen Dream was sitting in a in a hot tub on um, on Tough Enough. So they're pretty much saying that the Velveteen Dream has stolen Tyler uh, Breeze's gimmick. How I mean- do you feel about that? I can't necessarily say that he stole this gimmick because I feel like. While wow, there's a couple comparisons there, I don't think they, I don't think Dream stole this gimmick, in my opinion. Um, there is some similarities, but it's two different gimmicks, and it's funny. Dream is a, the, the the character Dream is playing, which he's doing very well. He won a lot of fans over because it's a very tricky and hard gimmick, not only to get over, but to portray as well, because you're blurring the lines with, yeah. when it comes to that gimmick. Absolutely. Uh, the should I use the word androgynous because that's been oh thrown, absolutely yeah you could, you could that's you, been thrown you, you, around yeah, a lot on the podcast. Term. Hey, what's up? Hey. Our boy, our boy Joe is back. We're actually recording our podcast, and we uh we actually shouted you out. Our, our boy Joe's back, bringing some Wawa, and he and he got Sam some food because he's uh, you know Sam is a hungry fellow. He's uh, always hungry. I'm always eating over here. Uh huh. But um, if you're not from the Northeast and you don't know what Wawa is, you're totally missing out. Yeah, Wawa was definitely great. Um, but yeah, the, the match was good. Um, but like I said, it was definitely the weakest match in the card because he had so much stuff going on that was so good, and that's no disrespect on the on the on the match. But um, it's just when you have a card like Takeover, when you have a card like Takeover, and literally every match performs, there's gonna be rankings between the match. And like I said, like I told you guys earlier, you had a uh, you had Roger. 
you had Roderick Strong and Matt Riddle open up the show, and that could have been the match tonight. But the second Colin Gargano came out, they 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 took it to another level. But let's go down on the list. Uh, the rest of the card, you had Io Shirai and Shayna Baszler. Now this one, I honestly thought Io Shirai was going to pick up the win, and hey, NXT surprises us once Long again. May she reign. I'm very happy that Shayna Baszler picked up the win for this one. I'm very happy, too. Shayna Baszler's theme song is actually my ringtone when people call me. So um, I'm very happy with the win for Shayna Baszler. Um, I do think Io Shirai will get her uh, her win at some point when it comes to uh, this feud between her and Shayna Baszler. After, after uh, Shayna Baszler did pick up the win... Uh, Io Shirai kind of snapped and, and got a chair And it kind of made me think for, for a quick second Like, yo, are they going to have like a match in Extreme Rules? That's like what I instantly thought Where were the rest of the four horsewomen? Well, they ended up came, coming out And um, Johnny Gargano's wife I can't think of her name right now uh, I'm, I'm butchering myself right now uh, Candice LeRae There you go Right? Yeah, Candice LeRae She ended up coming out And um she ended up like you know fighting them off, so that's the reason why the rest of the horsewomen weren't um, involved. Um, I'm gonna do this because I don't care. It's my podcast. Hey Joe, what what, what happened? Um, did I did I mess something up, Joe, with the with the art? No sir. Good to go. Anything you want to plug, Joe? The mic is yours, brother. Iconicart.net. Enough said. <laughs> All right, that's our buddy Joe. Um, giving us the, the, the hookup right now Just sitting down in his table right now That's why we're recording the show The great Muda and Sammy Callahan Are going to be like Like literally right next so, to us Yeah, it's going to be pretty crazy So we're, we're going to have a pretty crazy night tonight Very excited for House of Hardcore um, Slash Impact Slash Impact, slash gotta, impact yeah. I know you're not a fan of that And me and Leo got on your case on the last episode But it's House of Hardcore Slash Impact for us Right. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure it's going to be a great show. And I just saw uh, on the big screen that Matt Riddle is going to be here on July 13th. So we might have to come back next month. Um. Yeah. That's for the double header. Double header. I can say that again. That's for the double header between Shine Wrestling and Involve. It's under uh, the World Wrestling Network. Um. Dude, if you could take the day off, we should make the trip out here, brother. It might have to happen. All right. Are you, how, how's that chicken wrap doing for you? It's absolutely delicious. Delish, delish. You heard it from Sam himself. Wawa wraps are delish. Anyways, let's go on to the main event. You have Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Man, this match was so good. Um, Gargano and Cole tore it up. Um, It was better than the TakeOver New York match, in my opinion. Um, This will be a match that we talk about at the end of the year. Definitely match contender. Probably another match that happened in the same week is also another match contender. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, man, Cole and Gargano told a great story of them knowing each other moves, them doing each other's moves on each other. It's such a great match, dude. I got to check this out. I do get a congratulations. I played myself for not watching. It's just been a crazy week. I will watch this as soon as I can. But I've heard nothing but great stuff. (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to the both of them. And I'm very happy that Adam Cole got his win because the Brooklyn crowd wanted him to win Connecticut right around the corner. So a lot of the same fans were there, and they got their, their boy uh, Adam Cole got the win and got the strap. It's funny you say that, Mr. Suplex, because um, 
the Connecticut crowd was very pro Adam Cole in this match, and Gargano got a couple boos, man. And he yeah. couldn't win the crowd back like he did in New York. Mm. And in this match, they were pro Adam Cole. And um, shout outs to um, Wrestle and Flow that came out with Adam Cole and did his rendition of the Undisputed Era's theme song. He killed it. You know, the dude could spit his ass off. I'm so happy for him because he's such a diehard wrestling fan. And I know that was a great moment for him coming out with Adam Cole. Um, and he killed it, bro. He killed it. The crowd was vibing to it. The crowd was so pro Adam Cole. And Britt Baker, she was in the, she was, after she was in Double or Nothing a week, like a week before, right? She's in, she shows up on WWE TV right next to Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, she kind of gave her a side eye, too. Like when they showed Stephanie on the big screen, she kind of, kind of gave her a side eye like bitch <laughs> yeah it was it was a side eye like she was looking like looking at her like you fake mother <laughs> like like that's pretty much what she was giving her but um i'm so happy for adam cole dude i really am yeah absolutely this guy deserves it one of the nicest people in the wrestling business so shout out to adam cole and i'm sure that he's gonna have a great reign um let's um let's let's switch Let's switch brands a little bit. Um, let's get off the WWE topic. You know, we talked about the good and the bad when it comes to WWE. At least the things that matter, right? Right. Let's talk about New Japan. Because a lot of things have been trending about New Japan. We obviously have Dominion um, early this morning for us. Tonight for um, the people that live in Japan. Or on that side of the world, if you will. But, um, man. Uh, Shingo and Will Ospreay. I did the post on Lucha Outsiders. That's going to be a match that we're going to definitely talk about at the end of the year for the best of the Super Juniors final. They tore it up. Um, You don't even have to be a fan of either one one to enjoy what they did in the ring at the best of the Super Juniors final. This is one of those matches where you don't don't need to know either one, right? You, You could just watch it. Very reminiscent of the Ricochet. Will Ospreay match from a couple years ago? I feel like the Ricochet and Will Ospreay match from a couple years ago was a little bit more acrobatic. Right. But this one was like the mixture of everything. It was a hybrid, if you will. Okay. And, um, man, it was just such a good match, dude. Like, they, you know, I hate to use, always use the phrase when it, when it comes to sometimes of some of these matches where they literally trying to kill each other. But that's what they try to do. And um, a lot of people thought that Shingo was going to win. And... He ended up doing the job. Surprising, Will Ospreay did pick up the win, um, and he'll be challenging Dragon Lee uh, this mor- this mor- uh, later on uh, tomorrow morning, if you will, at 3 a.m. He'll be challenging Dragon Lee for the IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship. Um, which fast prediction, real quick? Um, I don't see him picking up the win because I think Will Ospreay is going to transition to the heavyweight division. I'm gonna uh, disagree, man. I, I feel like. They just been giving him wins and wins ever since the MSG show. Mm-hmm. So, well, actually, before that, because he won a Wrestle Kingdom, he beat Abushi. Right. right. He's been kind of on this winning streak. So, let's see what happens tonight. Uh, my money is on Osprey. Okay, and one more thing, uh, another thing on New Japan, and that kind of will lead us to our next uh, topic of discussion. Um, you know, John Moxley has been making the rounds, right? Oh yeah. So let's let's kind of like backtrack. Um, let's. Let's let's um let's start with some of the recent stuff that's been going on now, and then kind of focus back on what's been going on last week. So, 
the best of the Super Juniors um, happens, the final, right? And it comes to find out that these uh, vignettes that we've been getting in New Japan of the Times Up ended up being John Moxley. So John Moxley challenges Juice Robinson for the United States Championship. And man, when I tell you John Moxley came out with a fresh... Uh, uh, a f- Breath of, breath of fresh air. Okay. Tight. Wrestling like, boots. Wrestling boots. It, or wrestling it, shoes. It was wrestling. Say. It was like wrestling sneakers, if you will. Right, right. Um, man, he looked. He, you know, pause. He looked good, man. He looked. He looked real good. Um, you could tell he was having fun in the match. Um, one thing I, I, I find comical about New Japan is like they pick and choose when it's a disqualification when it's not a DQ and that they definitely gave both guys a lot of leeway where they they use the weapons and stuff and man this match was great is it a five star classic absolutely not but it was definitely a really entertaining match and we got our boy John Moxie become the new United States heavyweight uh, champion there is uh, a man from Oklahoma that would call this match a slobber knocker mm-hmm. it's not pretty but is a barn burner. They beat the shit out of each other. I think um, John Moxley is going to do great in New Japan. I love the fact that um, AEW is allowing him to do this New Japan stuff. I hope it continues that way. Even once AEW gets there, um, you know, once they're on TV in October, you know, not obviously every month or every week, but, you know, when John Moxley could pick and choose when he wants to do business with New Japan. I love the fact already that his first match outside of WWE, he already has a world. Uh, he already has a championship. I uh, am very excited to see where this story goes. I'm hoping that Juice starts to take a darker uh, turn now, and it becomes even more violent than before. And hopefully, this drives him to to that next level. Because I feel like even though he had that title, he was still kind of known as underlooked. That, yeah, he was kind of looked at that guy that. And I don't feel this way, but he was kind of looked at like this guy that couldn't hack it. I think also when it comes to Juice, and and I don't know if there's going to be a darker transition for Juice. What I will say is what we got from uh, the, the the best of the Super Juniors final is that he shaved his dreads, dude. And I was completely shocked about a shock of him uh, shaving his dreads. Um, his haircut is nice. I like his haircut, but uh, you know, if it's something I haven't, I was just completely shocked that he cut his dreads, but. Uh, would I like to see a dark side of Juice? Yeah, I wouldn't have a, a, a problem seeing that. But I think it, when it comes to the Japanese audience, he's so beloved as a face. Because right. while they were cheering for both guys in this match, if you look at the audience, especially like in the front, in the first couple of rows, a lot of the women were like literally like they were on the verge of crying to seeing the beating that Juice Robinson was taking. You're very right. I would love to see this continue. And Dean Ambrose, or John Moxley, sorry. I would love to see him put over Juice Robinson down the line to elevate him to that next level. We, we got to wait and see. But um, on the topic of John Moxley, so he like kind of broke the internet when he did his first vignette after his WWE run was over, right? He, he broke the internet um promoting that John Moxley's going to return. And then he did the Jericho podcast and then he did the Wade Keller podcast and he kind of dropped a lot of gems there on like what's wrong with the WWE product and the booking and how this man wants to control of everything and he dropped a lot of gems and in my opinion I think this came out a lot more positive than the CM Punk Colt Cabana uh 
podcast because he didn't sound bitter in this in this interview. He just kind of went in detail what's wrong with the WWE and why they're in the state that they are currently. Yeah, he starts off the interview by putting WWE over and, um, you know, just going over the things that WWE has done, you know, positively and, 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 and affected his life. And then he just goes and he tells his story of um, why he exactly left WWE. And uh, we were having this conversation earlier. Vince McMahon is 70 years old and is uh, very rich. He's mega rich. He kind of lives in a bubble. Mm-hmm. When was the last time Vince McMahon went to the store and got himself, you know... We should actually give a, a, a shout-out to the, the, the person that kind of gave us this uh, metaphor, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Johnson. Johnson from PW Insider. We were mm-hmm. actually having a conversation with him about uh, probably an hour ago, right? Yeah. And we were talking a little bit about everything. We were talking about ECW. We were talking about the Mass Transit incident. Yeah. We started talking about the state of WWE, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor. We talked a whole bunch of stuff. And he kind of gave us this... Uh, this um, I don't know if it's a metaphor. I don't know how, what do you want to call it, but he kind of gave us this thing like this man does not know what's really going on in the world today, and that's probably the reason why he views certain things the way he does, and that's why us, the audience, we're looking at it like, what the what fuck? The hell? Yeah, exactly. When was the last time Mr. Man went to the grocery store and got himself food? When was the last time Vince McMahon cooked himself a dinner? Mm-hmm. When was the last time Vince McMahon drove himself? self somewhere let's be honest here uh this guy's been rich for a very very long time he's over 70 years old and he's living in a bubble so of course he's gonna think pooper scooper is that's good shit if you know if he thinks it's funny he thinks it's funny it's his company (laughs) that's great shit (laughs) if you're not willing to uh go with the flow then out the door you go so um I totally understand where Mox is coming from because I feel like as a fan watching, especially when he uh, was saying how upset he was about the red wagon and the Brock Lesnar incident and things like that. I mean, I remember watching as a fan and going, what the hell is he doing? You know, coming down to the ring with a hot dog cart. I mean, you know. Is this guy a badass don't or is forget, he a goofball? And don't forget the red wagon when he was shooting with Brock Lesnar. Which, um, if you guys want to check out the Wade Keller podcast, he goes into details about his Brock Lesnar feud. Yeah, so just listening to him, I, it almost felt like he was validating everything, everything that I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I hope he's very successful in uh, everything that he does and um the AEW uh, Double or Nothing ending was great. Seeing him come out, seeing him and Jericho uh, have the face-off, and then him attacking Kenny Omega. You know, can't say anything bad about it. It was really awesome. Love, loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So, um, you want to talk about tonight? Um, I actually wanted to get your, your opinions on something before we talk about tonight. Okay. Um, so we we haven't we've kind of thrown a couple of jabs in in the recent episodes, but uh, I definitely wanted to talk about the state of Ring of Honor because I kind of said something to you on the way over here. Um, well, before let's talk about what's been trending recently with the whole bully Ray situation, him pulling a fan and inside backstage and kind of reprimanding him in a way in a, in, a, in esque. Um, I just wanted to say this because I could actually see both sides. Right, in one side I could see like, cause fans could be 
assholes assholes and sometimes they, they they go too far and i'm the first one to say i hate wrestling fans i always say that in almost every episode i hate wrestling fans they 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 act like they're in, they, they're entitled they feel like they deserve everything they, they think they want to get themselves over if you will and, and they're trying to be part of the show which you're there as a fan so you need to enjoy the show or boo or, or whatever it is that you're gonna do but you're not part of the show Exactly. You're you're a paying customer. That's what you're doing. Um, it doesn't give you the right to personally insult the talent. It doesn't. But then I could also see the flip side of that too, right? While a fan could boo or whatever and say whatever they want, but there's mixed reports. Some fans, some saying some fans are saying that we're in on. It's like, oh, the fan was just being a fan, and other people were saying that the fan was being a, a, a entitled jerk. Whatever the case may be. I could see also the argument where I'm just being a fan at the end of the day. I'm booing you because you're the heels, right? If you're one of these old school fans. And if one of the, the, the lore, whether it's Mandy, uh, Mandy Leon or Velvet Sky or Angelina Love, spits in my face, of course I'm going to curse you out and say a whole bunch of things. Um, I, think, I think what disturbs me the most about this whole incident is... Whoever's right or wrong is the fact that because Bully Ray dates Velvet Sky, he thought he had the authority to pull this fan backstage and kind of reprimand him. Not like just telling one of the security guards, like, kick this guy out instead. And listen, I respect Bully Ray for what he's done in the business. And the times I've encountered with the guy, he has come to, he's come out as a nice guy to me. Yes. But. I kind of feel like, who are you the one at the same time to judge with all the shit that you said in ECW? So it's like, I get it's a different time, but like, who are you to say that? And at the same time, it's like, why don't you let security handle the business and kick the fan out? I don't think, you know, I know a lot of people are like very old school. I don't think it was a good look for Bully Ray or Ring of Honor to bring the fan backstage and reprimand them. I'm not, I don't think that was the right move. You either kick them the hell out or maybe have the security tell them. Like, kind of like the security was telling X to get off the stage or whatever, right? Which X was being not even that crazy. Right. But, like, have security do their job. Why? Just because you date her? Nah, man. You, the, the, I, I, don't, I do not agree with that. See, I've been to uh, many wrestling shows. I can't even count how many wrestling shows I've been to. I have never been pulled into the back and had to be reprimanded by a talent. So... Obviously, if this guy was so animated that he got spit on by a talent and that he got pulled into the back by a request from a talent to be spoken to, I think that was actually doing him a favor instead of getting him kicked out. And, you know, he's Fuck not, that. He's not, not kicked out. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not uh, here for the show or whatever. Now he's out on the street. I don't know if he had somebody with him and that uh, puts the other person that he's with in an awkward position. Should I stay or should I leave? Bring him back. Tell him to calm the fuck down and just go enjoy the show. I, you, I agree. Aren't you Paul. holding, aren't you holding, aren't you putting your company that you work for as a liability yeah now? absolutely absolutely especially if it's just you and him so was it a mistake yes 
Was it old school mentality? Yes. Do I agree with it? Absolutely. I am 100% behind Bully Ray. You could boo the heels. You could boom. You don't need to get personal with the talent. You don't need to go into who they're dating or say, you know, terrible things to them or whatever the case may be. I understand you pay your, your money and you think that you could say whatever you want. But if you're, you know, obviously there's a, a blurred line. The wrestling fans kind of go deeper than the character and kind of blur that line of character and real person. And when a character and another character are dating in real life, Sometimes things can be said that could be taken personally, you know, and I I to- totally agree with Bully Ray putting this guy in his place because I have never had to have that happen. I but booed I people and cheered people, and I've had a great time at wrestling. I, I, I like, I, I get what you're saying. I just think you're you're putting your the company you were for in a liability, and I feel like security needs to do their job. Absolutely. Like, have security do it. I don't think you need to do it just because you're dating Velvet Sky. And I feel like that's the part that kind of bothers me a little bit. And I feel like security should have won should be the one doing what they got to do. Let security do their job. If the dude's acting like a jerk off, right? Fuck him. Get he needs to he because I'll be like I said, I'll be the first one to say I hate wrestling fans. If they're, if they're acting like jerk-offs, if they're being obnoxious, if they're trying to steal the show from the talent that's busting ass in the ring, they shouldn't be in the, in the show, and they should get the fuck out. But I think it was a mistake on Bully Ray's part, bringing the dude inside. Now you're putting your company in liability, because now it's like he said, she said type situation here. Right, exactly, yeah. And I think that was a mistake on his part, and I think he let his emotions, because he dates Velvet's, Velvet's guy, get a little bit carried away. Yeah, I- I do agree with you that it was a mistake, and I think that he was actually trying to do the guy a favor Mm -hmm. by not kicking him out, like I said, putting him and whoever he was with in an awkward position. Let's say he was with his girlfriend, or we're here together. Let's say he was with his buddy. Mm -hmm. Imagine if I get kicked out tonight. Are you going to want to leave? You want to see the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, but I end up, but I end up leaving, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it kinda, just, it's kind of rough when it, it's like homies. Right. It puts people in a, in a weird position. So I feel like even though we're looking at it like, hey, this could have really gone a lot worse than what it was, I feel like Bubba was actually trying to uh, do this guy a favor by mm-hmm. keeping him here but also checking him. Yeah. And let's just be honest. If this were the 70s or the 80s, if they were to bring a guy backstage, would he... All hell would have broke loose. Yeah, they would have beat the shit out of him. It's a different time. I know you can't do that now, but, you know, I think the guy got off uh, pretty pretty easy. You know, you just got to talk. And, I, and I think in another... And to add on to making kind of like your company a liability as well, this doesn't help Ring of Honor at all because like they've been getting bad press since G1 Supercard. So now you're getting more bad publicity. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was just telling Sam earlier, I watched the recent episode of Ring of Honor TV at the Fight app, right? Right. When I tell you it was Monday Night Raw bad, it was Monday Night Raw bad. They were literally piping in chants during the show where the crowd looks dead and they're piping in chants. So I hope Ring of Honor could bounce back, man. I really do. Um, I still love Ring of Honor. I'm not giving up hope on Ring of Honor, but right now, I got to throw in the towel, man. The the product is horrendous. I agree with you. The product is horrendous, but I hope that they can somehow bounce back from this. 
Do we know when Marty Scroll's contract is up? We're not sure yet, but um, Marty Scroll has been doing this gimmick with Brody King when they've been in New Japan. Uh, where they're trying to look for a fourth member for Villain Enterprises. And I mean, like, you're building up the stable. I kind of feel like maybe Marty's not going to leave if they're building the stable. Because, like, let's say Marty does leave. What? There's going to be Villain Enterprises without Marty? Like, Marty's known as the villain. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. I, I just, it's just weird. It, maybe. It, Ring of Honor's, Ring of Honor's booking has been, like, all over the place. Like, I really don't understand it at all. Maybe they bring in the fourth member because they're looking to actually replace Marty down the line. Well, it better not be called Villain Enterprise. It should be called The Enterprise or something. Or Enterprises. Because Villain Enterprise, Villain is Marty's shtick. That's his gimmick. I don't need to see a Villain Enterprises without Marty Scroll. I agree. I agree. All right, Sam. I think it's time to wrap the show up. But before we do, let's talk about what's going on tonight. Absolutely. House of Hardcore here. Impact Wrestling, motherfucker. Arena. No, no, no. Let me see. Sammy's being bitter. Mr. Suplex is being... You know what? Let me rephrase that. Sammy Suplex is being Sammy bitch right now. That's what he's doing. All right? As House of Hardcore Impact Wrestling tonight. All right? That's what it is. Why do you hate this so much? I don't hate it. I'm here. I just... You sounded like you hated it in the last episode we did. I like exclusivity, and I just would have liked it to just been called House of Hardcore. But you know what? I like Impact. I love Impact, actually, and I really <laughs> enjoy their uh, product, that what they're putting out. And I have a feeling that we're going to see uh, some great surprises tonight. So I don't hate it that much. As a matter of fact, I'm okay with it. I'm here. I'm here as a fan. So I'm going to enjoy the show. Are you... Are you okay with it now only because we're getting, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff that we're doing right now? No. No, no absolutely not. No. Okay. I, I enjoy the impact, uh, the roster, and uh, they got a great card. They, they have... go down the card? Um, yeah, we can mention a couple of matches. So the first match that came, you know, we, we actually were, uh, we were right by Willie Mack earlier. He's going to defend his uh, House of Hardcore Championship against uh, Rich Swan and our homie, Teddy Hart. This could potentially steal the show. I hope it goes on last. Um, that would be a smart move to do, right? Yeah, these guys are going to tear it up. I actually uh, bought the ticket for this match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, I totally think that we might see a title change tonight. What do you think? I would like to see as much as like, like Willie Mack and also Rich Swan. You know, they're, 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 good, they're good brothers. But, man... I kind of want... I'm rooting for Teddy Hart, man. Yeah. I'm rooting for Teddy Hart. I, I am, too. Uh, we both got a special place uh, in our heart for Teddy Hart. Uh-huh. Um, he's a very good brother. Uh, shout out to him. So we're going to be rooting for Teddy Hart tonight. Um, what else is going on? We got Muda and Tommy Dreamer versus... This is, uh, Johnny Impact and Michael, Michael Elgin. Elgin. Yeah, man. Michael Elgin's really good. Yeah, Michael Elgin, you know, he made his Impact debut at um, Impact Wrestling's Rebellion, which was their last PPV. Uh, Michael Elgin is gunning for um, that Impact World Heavyweight Championship, which is currently held by um, Brian Cage. So, um, you know, Michael Elgin's doing, he's making his rounds in Impact Wrestling, and um, it should be a good match. You know, you got uh, great... Two legends versus two... Uh, not two up-and-comers, but like, you current, know... Current, current, yeah. You know, in their prime, you know, uh, talent. Two, yeah. You know, two really good guys. So, I, I really feel like this is... This is what WWE is lacking. Instead of putting 
uh, a legend in there with somebody in their prime. They're putting two legends in the ring together. Whereas here we are at an Impact show uh, and you got two legends versus two people in their prime. So I'm really excited to see uh, Great Muda. I haven't seen him since I was a kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm always excited to see Tommy. Uh, he always puts on a great show, always puts on a great show for House of Horrorcore, always puts out 110% for the Philadelphia crowd. And uh, I've never seen Michael Elgin live, I don't think. I've Did seen... we see him over WrestleMania weekend? I can't recall. Uh, nah, I didn't get to see Michael Elgin at WrestleMania weekend, but I have seen him in, um, in Ring of Honor a couple times. Uh, I got to see him recently at a... It was a conjunction with Impact Wrestling House of Glory like about a month ago, two, a month or two ago. So I saw him up there. Uh, Michael Elgin's a great talent. He's not my cup of tea, but he's definitely a great talent. Um, another match that should be cool, especially over here at the ECW Arena, we have um, Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards in a street fight. This should get ugly, folks. Uh, uh, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Uh, our, our boy Joe, uh, J.B. Miller, uh, he said, he corrected us, a Philly street fight. Yes, this could get ugly, folks. I think we're going to see uh, some chair shots. I think we might even see a staple gun. Who knows? Yeah. Come on, get on the mic. Uh, get on the mic, J.B. Ah, oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, J.B. was just telling us right now that it, all every member of OVE is here, so yes. we definitely might have... Sammy's brought his crew with him. So, so we'll, we, we'll wait and see what happens there. Um, also, we got um, Taya Valkyrie defending her Impact uh, Women's Championship, Knockout Championship, against uh, Jordan Grace. This this should be uh, a very great match. I really am a fan of Jordan Grace. She's and great. I, I think we might see a surprise. Maybe a surprise entrant, maybe turning it into a three-way dance. What you, what you, what you, what you, I'm you? hoping for a Tessa Blanchard oh, I would love a Tessa surprise Blanchard. Uh, appearance. I could be wrong, but um, I'm really hoping for it. If that happens, all I know is like during intermission or something, if the match happens before intermission, I get Tessa Blanchard and be like, hey, girl. Um, Well, we're here at the ECW Arena The 2300 Arena We've been having a a good time so far Chatting it up with a a, a lot of talent A couple people Shout out to Blue Meanie Yeah, shout out to Blue Meanie Check out for the video that we're going to post Probably today or tomorrow that we did with the Blue Meanie. Um, shout out to Melina, too. I had a nice conversation with her. Um, and just pretty much every talent is here. We, we got to talk to Bret Hart and Scott Hall. Um, so far, it's been a good day, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Scott Hall was super cool. Got to see Bret again. Uh, he's always very humble, um, very quiet. And uh, I got to see Harley Race. And that was, that was pretty cool. I didn't really grow up watching Harley Race, but I figured... I got to go over and pay respect to the legend because, uh, you know, just his contributions to the business. And I think I'm going to have to watch some of his old matches on WWE Network. Million dollar question. Did he try to convince you to buy his book? No, he did not. Uh, Uh, He was very quiet and uh, very nice. (laughs) He grabbed my hand and I kind of like wanted to pull away. Did you give him a a pound? No, I gave him a handshake, but (laughs) I didn't know that that's what we were about to do for the photo. Okay. That's like the pose. Uh, That's the pose he did? And I was like, oh shit, he's not letting go. What's about to happen to me? Like, is he about to to put me in a sleeper hole? What's he about to do? He's about to give you a yogi. That's right. He's about to fuck me up. I didn't know. No, it was was really cool to see him and uh, marking one off on uh, the meet and greet bucket list. All right. So, um, like, 
we normally kind of just like wrap up here, but let's just give a, a couple of a side notes before we wrap up. Um, so if you're listening to this, sorry if it sounds a little bit different. One, we don't have no mics or nothing, so we're literally recording this off this app that we're using on the phone. Uh, on the phone, so um, we apologize if the sound quality is not all that great. Also, we should be returning in studio with, you know, with Leo, the, with Leo, with we'll, we'll be like the Avengers we're, with the old man. We're gonna we're gonna reassemble like the Avengers, and we'll be back in studio. Hopefully by next week. We will actually give you an in-studio show. We'll be live on Facebook, and then it'll drop as a podcast version. Hopefully, if you're listening to this right now, this dropped uh, you know on the podcast feed. Make sure you leave us a five-star frog splash rating review. Comments, agreements, is Barry, either one of us. It'll most likely be Leo. Um, Sammy, you got any uh, plugs? And, oh, by the way, tomorrow is Mr. Suplex's birthday. Yes, I will be 31 years old or 1 billion seconds old. If you think I'm making that up, look it up. When you become 31 years old, you're 1 billion seconds old. So that is a milestone for me. Well, from for me to you, Sammy, thank you for being part of the show. Thank you for joining the show this year. And happy birthday, brother. Thank you so much. Um, do you have any plugs in? Just follow me at Sammy Suplex on Instagram. Uh, Facebook and Twitter um, don't really oh how about this I've been doing a shout out for uh, wrestling uh, pages to follow on Instagram so shout out to WrestleBotch go follow Ryan WrestleBotch he's got over 100,000 followers if you're not following him yet you're missing out on a lot of laughs he's <laughs> yep. always got some good content there to make people crack up um, WWE just recently took down mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, the Super mm-hmm. Showdown uh, stuff, but he also has a bunch of other uh, classic things there. Hey, so, look at uh, the rascals. What's up, brother? What's going on, hey, man? man? How are you? Yeah, all right, nice brother. to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. All right. That's really cool. So, uh, yeah, that's all I have for uh, today. I'm yours truly, Mr. Rated R. You can find me at Rated R since 87. But if you're into the wrestling stuff, make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders. Everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Sam's handling the Twitter. I handle the Facebook and the Instagram post. Um, And that's about it. Like I said, we apologize if the sound quality doesn't sound all that great or you don't get your regular shtick with us getting pumped up in the intro. And then we sign off with the outro. Um, So we'll be ending this podcast now. Like, right about now whenever you hear me stop talking but um hopefully we'll be in studio next week or just soon and if we don't just blame it on the old man leo um and like always till next time keep it rated r and stay too sweet oh yeah